Hey, Marissa. Hey, Pete. What's up? I was checking our voicemail, and we don't have any scary stories from anybody left behind. We want our <laughs> Halloween episode to be awesome. We need we need our listeners to contribute. Right, and just as a reminder, our phone number is 570-POD-WOD-1, um, and I'm looking at you, Kathy, like, doesn't have to be scary, could just be spooky. Yeah, just anything, like, even just tangentially, like, linked to Halloween, spooky, scary, creepy, it could even be creepy. Yeah, like, creepy. Dark ones? Um, James, I think, James, do you still listen? If so, I mean, you know a lot of creepy stuff. Yeah, were you stalked once? Did you do think you saw a ghost? Did you eat a strawberry that tasted like ham? <laughs> um, are you a vampire? Do you live next to vampires? Anything. Sarah, are you still listening? Yeah. If you are, you know, it doesn't have to be scary. Again, it could just be spooky. Maybe you went to a, a corn maze once and you found your way out. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Stinson, I know you don't have your full story to present, but do you just have, like, something real real short and creepy? I am drunk and almost said short and sticky, but it could... <laughs> Juan, do you still listen? I know something creepy's happened in your life. That, no, not that I know what it is, but I know that there must be. That sounded yeah. like I know he has a secret he's not telling. So call us up and leave us a voicemail at 570-POD-WOD-1. And we would appreciate it, and it would make our Halloween show a lot easier on us. Drunk dial us. Bye! Y'all heard? Okay. One, two, three. Hey, Hey, everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast from me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips are not related, which, when you think about it, is pretty spooky. (laughs) And this is a show where we cut open the top of your head and we scoop out all the pieces that we don't think you need and then we light a flame inside so that you can light up because you learned something new from two ghoulish friends. It's a jack-o'-lantern reference, Marissa. Oh, okay. I was like, that doesn't check out. Okay. Uh, yeah, in other words, looks like you think you didn't know. Not that I thought you meant it literally, but I was just like, you're taking something out, but then there's fire? What's the point? Anyway, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. I had a long day. Well, how was your week before today? Was it any good? Uh. I'm on the same page. Oh. I'm, I'm just like, what happened in the last week? Yeah, I don't remember what I did. And usually, if I don't remember, it just means I had a, a, a fine time. I just, I will say, I watched Charlie Brown, Great Pumpkin, for the first time in my life with someone who laughed at the jokes, like, heartily and with total sincerity. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so, like, they would be like, Linus would be like, that's the three things you don't talk about, like religion, politics, and, and the great, great pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> You'd be like laughing, and I was like, "Wow, you're such a—I don't know—pure person. I don't even know what that means for you." So that was notable. Oh yes, that person was my boyfriend, and 
Uh, no, I don't know. I'm at the age now, Pete. Oh, it's so sad. Where I seem to get a hangover if I drink three glasses of wine, which is horrible. <laughs> if it was purely just like how long I want to drink wine, I want to drink like maybe not a whole bottle, but like a glass away from a whole bottle. And I could do that, let's say, if I have like eight hours to drink. But I'm not normally like drinking how, eight how, hours. How much drink. do you fill up a glass? When I'm alone like that, when I'm with someone else, it's less. <laughs> But, uh, because I have to save things. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Sundays is becoming my hangover day. So that's fun. Like college. <laughs> oh, Pete, I did not drink until Me after neither. college. Yeah. Yeah, I was such a square, guys. That was by choice. Anyway, I don't know. There's nothing else for me to remember. So, oh, by the way. Amazon Prime, I bought a CD player. That Did you buy everyone. it on Amazon Prime Day? Yeah. Nice. It was on sale. <laughs> I don't know whether I should or shouldn't uh, based on the various things someone feels about Amazon Prime Day. But I was going to buy it from Amazon anyway. I don't know anyone else who's selling CD players. Right, yeah. Anyway, yeah. How about you, Pete? Also, tell me if you bought anything on Amazon Prime Day. I did not. I, in fact, didn't even watch stuff on Amazon Prime Day, but they did put those Bloom House. Um, oh, there's extra stuff to watch on Amazon Prime Day? No. Oh. I mean, they did They did release a few th- new things. They have four movies that are some sort of cooperation with Bloom House or Bloom House or however you say oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, and they're all thrillers and none of them are horror movies. So if anybody's like, ooh, that sounds exciting, none of them so are me? horror movies, so everybody chill the hell out. So me, I can watch them? Um, I can't remember all of them. But yeah, there's one that you probably wouldn't want to watch. Uh, but I think if you lined up all the all the like covers, you'd know which one. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, by the way, again, I told you guys last week that it wasn't good. But I just want to let you know, like, Pete, I don't think we discussed. I said I was watching Emily in Paris, but, like, there weren't as many opportunities for horrible French pronunciations as I wanted there to be. She's in Paris, Because if you're a fan, you know I love poorly speaking French. (laughs) So that was sad. Also, guys, again, no, this isn't my plug time, but I just want to say that Vampires vs. the Bronx, which I've I've talked about over and over again, Pete liked it, and I'm very happy. Yeah, it was very good. I was going to plug it today. Oh, okay. Plug it again later. (laughs) Really get it in everybody's brain. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I voted go? this week. That was something. Good. Yeah. Um, I got I my ballot. To... I voted. Um, going to wait until Marissa swallows. What? My mom told me on the phone that she thinks her children are going to hell. Why? Because you're voting for Biden? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Pete. Does my... she think she's going to hell, too? No, like, <laughs> Because I would say if that's the case, it's going around to all Phillips's. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, that's a shame because I love your mom so much. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to have one failing. She said it so sincerely, too, and I'm kind of like, I don't think we both have the same view of Christ. <laughs> yeah, wow. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know 
how tapped into the news you are. Also, I wouldn't imagine you're tapped into Fox News, but my boyfriend likes to turn to Fox News after watching like a little bit of MSNBC or CNN just to like see how the news compares. And something happened yesterday that I was just like, I couldn't wrap my mind around what was happening. And I wanted to text you, but I couldn't even figure out how to like put it into words. We went to Fox News and there were two screens. And in the one screen, they're, they're just talking about the news. They're talking about Hunter Biden and how the New York Post buried the story, whatever that was. And then on the other screen, which is on no matter what's happening in the other screen, it's live, grainy, dark, barely discernible footage outside of Joe Biden's house. What time and you, on the what bottom of the screen, it continuously this? says, breaking news. And I'm like, what are they waiting for? Yeah. Nothing happened. It was just them stalking outside of his house and having live video footage. And I was like, whoa, this, this is crazy. Yeah, unless you're the neighbor who lives across the street and you're, like, selling your nest cam. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah, I just, I needed you to know that. It was unreal. So... Anyway, to explain, also, guys, to, to explain to my, my mom's position, she's a single issue voter and she thinks that um, killing babies is wrong. I agree that killing babies is wrong. Biden doesn't stand for the killing I of babies. No! Do you think that? <laughs> and I'm sure if you delved into Trump's past, there's been an abortion somewhere that he funded. There's no way there isn't. Yeah, exactly. He's so disgusting. And so he's probably... Find yeah. whose abortion he funded, then tell your mother and she'll do a 180. <laughs> or she'll just give up on life. I don't know which way. But Billy Graham, preacher Billy Graham, yeah. his granddaughter had like something in the news today. She, oh, that she's going to vote for Biden. Right. And I really liked it. She said, I genuinely wish the Democratic Party would have greater value for life inside the womb, yet I equally wish the Republican Party would place a greater value on life outside of the womb. You cannot Ooh. choose just one and define yourself as pro-life. I like that. I like that a lot. So, so did you I texted that, that to, to my mother? mom with little finger emoji. <laughs> did you actually send it to her? No, no I didn't. No. So, Marissa, this week, yeah. the icebreaker, I've previously <laughs> tried to explain to you, and we're going to hash out the rest of it right here, right now. Um, okay. I gave Marissa a list of 12 Halloween, I guess, idols? <laughs> yes. Characters, motifs. Um, there you go. And... I told her that we were going to draft back and forth like we were picking a team in gym class and we were going to pick mm. them. But she asked a really good question, which was, for what? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and my question was to, like, represent Halloween, to murder someone, to actually play basketball, to hang out with. But I feel like my mm, playing basketball might have different picks. But short of that, my picks would be the same. 
Okay. So who starts? You go first. Elvira. I figured you would pick Elvira first. Because she's the queen of Halloween. She is the embodiment of Halloween in a person. Okay. She stands for everything. I don't know. She's everything. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because, yeah, sorry, listeners. You can't see Marissa's, like, contentedness with herself <laughs> after that answer. Okay. She's like, go ahead, fight me on it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, ghosts. Okay, how about you? I'm gonna pick a no! ghost. No! I was so mad because I was like, I want ghosts, but I don't want to pick it first. But I don't think Pete's gonna pick ghosts, and I want to pick ghosts because in my heart I am a ghost. Fine, fuck you. <laughs> Why do you pick ghosts? I pick ghosts because I just like ghosts. See that I have I, so um, much more. I also more like like meaning behind ghosts. Tell me about. Why you would pick a ghost then? I just told you because in my heart I am a ghost. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, that's way deeper well, than Marissa. I like them. I like you, so. <laughs> I okay, okay. So how, why do I pick ghosts? Uh, I like ghosts because, like, um, I feel like I feel like you know it's kind of like you're around anyway. Just come on out. <laughs> okay. Next, I pick trick-or-treater only if it's one of the trick-or-treaters like in The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, where they're like in a cliche, like, ghost sheet that have a ghoul mask on. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the exact kind of trick-or-treater I want. I don't want like a fucking like fairy. Okay. Oh, do I have to explain every pick? Um, I guess a little bit. Yeah, right. Iconic. I was gonna pick. I needed to make sure I don't. Also, like, never mind. I I'm had a lot of mummy. ideas. That didn't I'm picking right mummy now. next. Why? Um, it's not like I think you're gonna take it, but I just, I just like the mummy. People don't really give enough attention to the mummy. I don't want the mummy to feel like they were picked last. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> in my mind, I have other people that would be picked last. Uh, now I will pick. Hmm. I feel like it feels slightly redundant, but I have to pick vampire. I figure, yeah. I like there was a part of me that was like the vampire belongs with Marissa. Yeah. Yesterday I watched Twilight in the background while I was working, and I can anticipate what they're gonna say in at least fifty percent of the movie. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't really. Is that an accomplishment? I was, yeah, I was like, say it, and then they'd be like, say it, and I'd be like, vampire. But, so it was just like listening to an echo from the other room. <laughs> anyway, you? By the way, I had my eye on trick-or-treater. Well, that's what you get for taking ghost. I'm gonna pick next. My heart tells me the Headless Horseman. Good, I don't want why because that's what your heart told you I feel like I'm putting together like quite a goon squad like everybody's just going to look at my team and be like oh yeah I guess they're all Halloween <laughs> <laughs> and mine are going to be like yeah these are these are the heavy hits <laughs> well I go werewolf now okay because of the classic underdogs 
then I'm da- I'm taking the witch. I left it there for you long uh, enough. I'm taking the witch. I did. I just thought you didn't want her, so I was waiting. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. And I'm gonna take Are the witch. Are you getting like? Go ahead. Oh no no! Give me some options. Yeah. Are you getting like awarded crotchety old green face witch? Or are you getting like uh, a cool teen witch? Are you getting like a bruja like Hispanic? Uh, like ethnic witch. What kind of witch are you getting? <laughs> I mean, the brouhaha sounds fun, but yeah, in my just, mind, I, I was. I was did you do that on purpose? See, didn't you? <laughs> no, that's a that's a name. The Spanish witch you call them brujas or brujerias. Well, how the hell am I supposed to know? I'm just trying to okay. say what you said. Okay. On a Zoom call where not all your audio is is perfect. Okay, you know um, what? I give you props to that. I thought you were, I don't know, doing a play on words on purpose. No. Um, that was pretty good. You thought I was racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I think, yeah, if I have my way, I think I would be happy with an ethnic witch. Okay. Okay. Uh, ugh, what do I have? So we got... In case you're not keeping track, we got Zombie Scarecrow, Michael Myers, and Jason Voorhees. I hate zombies, but should I keep my enemies close? Um. Mm, no, I'll take Jason Voorhees because he's iconic. Wow, Michael Stinson. I think uh, I you and I need to talk. <laughs> he sent me the movie. I have it. I just didn't watch it yet. I'm waiting till closer to Halloween. All right, so Marissa ends up with Jason Voorhees, and I am taking a Scarecrow. And I'm Good. taking a Scarecrow because I want him to be like a fun-loving, chipper Scarecrow. Not as much as the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> but close. <laughs> I almost picked Scarecrow because there's this awesome Susie and the Banshee song called, I think it's called Scarecrow, where it seems like this girl has this, like, secret, not sexual relationship, but just, like, relationship with this scarecrow that comes alive and only she talk like, she's the only one that knows he's alive and he comes alive at night. And I was like... Michigan J. Frog. Michigan J. Frog only comes alive at night? No, and nobody else is looking. Oh, okay. (laughs) But I always, I for some reason, because I'm a weird little girl, I was like, that's so romantic. I bet she's in love with the scarecrow. But, uh... I was like, no one else has that image when they think of a scarecrow, so I'm not picking that. So for my last one, I guess I will keep my enemies, my enemies close, and I will take a zombie. Which means that Michael Myers is the last to go. I'm glad to have him on my team. I think he's going to be solid defense. Guy can't run the floor, but boy, if he just stays on one side, he can put up a lot of great defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was prepared to answer all of these for basketball, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the team I made, most of them would be really bad at basketball because zombies, like, are too slow. Elvira just doesn't bother with basketball, and werewolves cannot be controlled. Uh, the only people that would be good would be vampires and, I don't know about Jason Voorhees. And trick-or-treaters. Uh, you know. I feel like they'd be good at everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I got a ghost, got the witch, the witch can fly, the headless horseman. I just thought it would be, like, disarming on the court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Was that a play on words? 
No. <laughs> okay. If it was, it was not a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was just like, he's missing a head. Oh, disarming. He's missing other things. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm drinking, everybody. We did get a call from Alex about our subculture chat from last... Cool. Class episode. <laughs> yeah, last class. So uh, I didn't get it downloaded and everything properly so sorry alex but the long and short of it is he's kind of like um saying yeah that there's not really like a subculture governing body and so you know he's not gonna be tied down by the rules anymore and then he draws a really interesting comparison to the preachiness of the straight edge community and the preachiness and sort of uh recruitment of some certain like uh religions Oh, okay. <laughs> and and wow. uh, and straight edge and and how those two are similar. And sorry about this, Alex. I'm not doing any uh, justice. He also acknowledges being our most attentive listener, and he may list it as an award in his um, future. Alex, if you want me to send you an award, I may give us your address. There you go. And you I can send will... it to me. I can interoffice envelope it to him. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to give us our address, give it to us. If not, I'll, I'll send it to Pete. Um, oh, I owe you a birthday present from a long time ago, Pete. So maybe I'll combine those <laughs> two letters. I have that. Uh, Alex, uh, it's funny you mentioned that there is no governing board. Because by a message I received in my inbox the other day, you would think there was. Okay. I put a picture, okay, <laughs> I don't go around saying, like, I'm God. I did when I was young, and as an adult, I don't feel the need to define myself, but, like, in my heart, I will always be, like, punk and goth, and I, I feel like, I feel like still, when you look at me, like, I look like I was, like, a spooky kid, like, I still dress all in black and stuff. And as I get older, I bring a few more colors in. You know, I'm not as closed off from things that I used to be. But most people in my life still, like, consider me, like, quote, alternative. Or, like, still think, you know, like, goth stuff is in my life permanently. Mm-hmm. Well, I put an Instagram picture of myself with a, uh, a sweatshirt of the movie The Craft and a bat earring and some Halloween socks. And someone went... Goth Marissa is back. And I said, Goth Marissa never left. And they said, yes, she did. And I'm like, uh, bitch. As the children say, show receipts, okay? (laughs) What are you talking about? And Goth Marissa has only stepped out once or twice to be replaced by Glam Marissa. Yeah, so I don't know what the hell they're referring to. Also, I was like, I looked at my Instagram and I was like, I'm not trying to prove something, but if I was, you have to go really far down to see me not dressed all in black. Uh, Also, like, what are you fucking keeping tabs out of me? (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah. One of the things that I like if you scroll through at wristbandle and you look at Marissa's Instagram, it's that... um, I don't think you could come up with one word to sort of identify. Like, Marissa's style, I feel, is uniquely hers. She can dress like somebody who's going to murder you one day, and she can wear <laughs> Mickey Mouse the next day, and she can rock an Amish <laughs> hat. 
I can look like a, a ghost. What is that? Oh, what is that? Remember what I looked like to that guy's wedding? I looked like a, a ghost carriage. What do you call it? Like I was, like I was. Like the carriage driver, but. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if the haunted mansion had its own carriage driver, I went to a wedding looking like I was that carriage driver. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. So, um, Alex is. I wouldn't say that this voicemail is the jumping-off point, but his last one in the discussion we had um, was a jumping-off point for me when I put together today's episode, which is all about spooky subcultures. All right. I'm in, ready. I'll put in some applause. <laughs> Sorry, there was a, there was a delay. I was, I was drinking. Okay, so um, you go to look up spooky subcultures i wouldn't google that that's actually the one thing i didn't google <laughs> Our, i hope mummy punks are involved so i started with I, what feels like the most obvious vampires um that's vampire with a y not an i Ooh, i love that because uh vampire with a y refers to real actual straight up vampires Whereas vampire with an I refers to sort of like pop culture representations that are usually inaccurate. So I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, was the first thing um, that I came across, and I was kind of disappointed because I just found a guy who calls himself Father Sebastian. Marissa, are you familiar? No. How are you not? Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. This guy became everything vampire to me in one day. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. I don't really love the title "father" being self-applied. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. Doesn't really feel like it's a very vampiric thing. <laughs> no. But uh, this is definitely an interesting guy because Papa! he lives. <laughs> Sorry. He, I feel like he lives a persona. So, um, you know, when we talk about like uh, Goth, for example. You know, you go like, oh, like Robert Smith. There's an there's a image in your head, right, of what's supposed to fit there. Yeah. Susie Sue was first, though, on the Google list of goth people. That's right, <laughs> bitches. So when we, yeah, when we sort of talk about this, this guy is sort of like the peak of what Marissa and I would not love about he's kind of like a caricature of what you think a vampire would look like dress like speak like all that stuff Um, um, i don't know him i when i was really into vampires might i remind everyone i own about three vampire encyclopedias Uh, i tried to stay away from things that were too hokey because i wanted to believe in them so bad one of the things one of his um multi-hyphens is impresario oh my god and, Does he uh, also call himself a bon vivant? I no, would like not that. that I know of, but maybe. Okay. He seems like um, he would. I'm not going to talk about his impresario career, but uh, when, we, <laughs> when you do think about it, uh, basically it just means he like organizes live events. So, Marissa, I believe you have some experience being an impresario yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, what I would like to talk about is uh, that he is also a fangsmith. What does that mean? He makes custom fangs? Sebastian is grandson of an orthodontist and nephew of a dentist. (gasps) Sebastian got his first pair of fangs in November of 1993 and in 1994. 
picked up his late grandfather's dental tools and began his fang smithing career with his oh, first so, like, customer. He turns real teeth into fangs. With his first customer being his mother. Isn't that sweet? What the fuck? His mother wanted fangs. So there's a few things that I love about this story. First, it's that he picked up his late grandfather's dental tools. Yeah, that's weird. Since then, he has traveled the world handcrafting and making custom fangs and has become the world's most famous fangsmith. His personal clients are known as Sabretooths or members of the Sabretooth clan, which is currently the most, I'm going to say active because it says advice and it must be a typo. <laughs> Uh, okay. And largest vampire slash vampire with a Y and an I family in the world. His fang sales site, eternalfangs.com, has expired on Squarespace. Oh, God. People Perhaps fucking, poetically. Fucking renew your domains and shit. So to your question, Marissa, no, he actually does, um, like, you take an orthodontist... You take a dental mold, you send him the dental mold, and he builds fangs for you based on that that will fit securely in your mouth, uh, much like, I guess, a retainer would or something like that. Like, it's custom-made for your mouth. Oh, that's not that impressive. I buy my fucking Spirit Halloween fangs every year. It gives you, like, fucking, like, gum paste or whatever, and they yeah, also but Marissa, fit on your tooth. You're you're missing something else. If you want to be a saber tooth, you actually have to go through the rites of transformation, Pete, shut up. <laughs> First, you have to buy your fangs from Father Sebastian, and second, you have to go through the rites of transformation. Uh, these are explained in a YouTube video. I encourage you of all to, to seek it out, uh, because it's a lot sillier and arbitrary than you might expect from a vampire. <laughs> uh, no, you're wrong for me to, for, to assume I wouldn't think they're silly. So, vampires are subcultures out there. We know this already. Marissa, is there anything that you'd like to tell us about vampires as a subculture, like your experience at Dracula's Ball or anything, before I continue on to the next one? Does he drink blood? Because if he doesn't, I don't consider him a vampire. He doesn't, no. See? So, fuck that! What, do you just decide you're part of the real vampire subculture? Because you said he's part of the, with a Y subculture, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, when I used to do my research on vampires, I used to read about people who did blood play, who would drink the blood of their lovers. You can't drink your own blood. That doesn't give you energy. Um, I would read on websites that looked like they were made on GeoCities yes. and had a black background and green text all about how to be a real vampire. I had a friend that ran into the night in the middle of the night telling, quote, the vampires to take her. Uh, I attended Dracula's Ball multiple times. Uh, I did not. I have never drank. No, oops, I did drink blood once, but it was not in a vampire ritual. Someone just dared me to, and I'm a moron. Um, you also ate glass, if you remember, guys. Yes, exactly. Um, no, I would say, like, I have heard about real vampire subcultures, and I, I actually, I wrote a short story about someone in, in the real vampire subculture. I forgot about that. And I was doing research about like how much blood you could you look you could leave uh what's the word lose without like without fainting and blah 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 blah. Like I've looked into this shit. He's not a real vampire. Making fangs doesn't make you a real vampire, bitch. But I would say that making fangs and uh coordinating events and stuff like that is a much more lucrative avenue to take than just drinking somebody's blood. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
but he seems like he is a very influential person in the vampire with an eye subculture. Ooh. Oh, what Ooh. Sick oh. burn, Mother uh-huh. Marissa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's what I have to say about that, bitch. Uh, next up is witches as a subculture. Ooh. There are a lot. There's, like, so much stuff out there about witches. I want to know about this because me and Mike Stinson are dabbling. You could do, like, a whole entire episode on just modern witches. Please don't mention witch talk. Witches are popping off on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently they hexed the moon. Lana Del Rey is also a witch. No, she wants to be a witch. even our own Marissa is shopping for a cauldron these days. (laughs) (laughs) Um... One of the cool things, though, about modern witches is that if you want to join the subculture, there's, like, so many splinters in witchcraft. Uh, There's more splinters of witchcraft than there are, like, uh, genres of EDM. Mmm, interesting. And and if if you really want to get, like, something you didn't know you didn't need to know, (laughs) witch house is actually an EDM genre. Of course it is. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know there are multiple genres of EDM. Shows how much I know. But uh, a website that I just put in two dashes instead of pasting in the URL later, like I wanted to, mm-hmm. <laughs> lists twenty-three different factions of witchcraft, from hereditary witches to ethnic witches to kitchen slash cottage witchcraft to Wicca and beyond. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. So when I was asking you what kind of witch you wanted. I didn't know the proper way to say it, so my shorthand was saying ethnic witches. <laughs> what is ethnic witches here? I said I put in the term ethnic witches. Because, oh, okay. I thought they were gonna say okay. Because there is a few different ethnic backgrounds. Can I quickly say is- that my aunt, who raised my daddy because his mother died very uh, young when he was very young, was a let me see if I say it right a culandera. Which is kind of like a folky witch doctory. Like, I don't think she was dabbling in the dark arts, but she was like a healer. So, we're gonna. We're shorthand gonna for her is she was a witch. Slightly reference that a little bit. Um, okay. I don't know where it went because I knew I had four bullet points, but I lost one in copying and pasting. No, no, no. The kitchen or cottage witch is what I believe you are closest to, Marissa. Okay. In working with herbs and things around the kitchen. And you're also not really trying to hurt or harm anybody with your mm-hmm. craft. You're just trying to sort of, like, come up with stuff. Uh, I mostly do it myself. Kind of. I, I don't feel like I should ever do anything that affects anyone else. We only do things to better ourselves. There is a certain type that is also, like, a non-collaborative witch. Like, it will not be part of a coven or anything like that but i picked out three two of them are very common but i really got a kick out of pennsylvania dutch hex dutch hexcraft (laughs) or powwow according to this site when the germans first arrived in pennsylvania native americans were there so the term powwow to describe this practice may come from observations of indian gatherings powwowing includes charms and incantations dating back to the middle ages as well as elements borrowed from the jewish kabbalah Oh, really? First of all, I didn't know Kabbalah Kabbalah was Jewish. And the Christian Bible. 
Uh, powwowing focuses on healing illnesses, protecting livestock, finding love, or casting or removing hexes. Powwowers consider themselves to be Christians endowed with supernatural powers. Um, Take that, Carlos. <laughs> this is very interesting. I just want to say that I was on Reddit for like three days of my life, like actually posting. And uh, I posted, Mike. Do- I think it was Mike Dominic who told me like, I think you just posted in the wrong subreddit. I don't think everyone else would have hated you as much. But I said, like, I am a Christian, but I have an interest in just, like, some magical things. I don't, like, I don't, like, pray to the earth, and I don't pray to another being. I still pray to God, but I kind of, like, try to, like, merge them together. And I was like, do you believe, do any of you, like, believe, like, white magic, meaning, like, just good, like, positive magic can coexist with Christianity? And then everyone was like, no, that is Satan, you fucking whore! What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? All magic is evil! And I was just like, yeah, but, like, Narnia. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then I deleted my Reddit account. <laughs> anyway, continue. I like I'm that. sorry. Regular size text. Yeah, but Narnia. And then underneath, <laughs> it's smaller. And it says, okay, bye. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Um, Wicca is one of the modern pagan religions that worships, as Marissa said, the earth and nature. And was created, did you know this, Marissa, in the 40s and 50s. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know it was that By new. Gerald Gardner. Gardner defined witchcraft as a positive and life-affirming religion that includes divination, herb lore, magic with a C, and psychic abilities. Wiccans take an oath to do no harm with their magic with a K. Every single goth girl in high school was a Wiccan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then listed, which piqued my interest, is traditional witchcraft. But I thought that it helped offer a good um, distinction between Wicca and what is listed here as traditional witchcraft. Uh, while sharing the same respect for nature as the Wiccan witch, traditional witches do not worship nature nor the god or goddesses of Wicca. They connect, they contact spirits that are part of an unseen spirit world during rituals. Magic with wow, a K. I didn't know that. I thought is, Wicca was witches. Wow, that's awesome. It's more practical than ceremonial and focuses greatly on herbs and potions. The sect of witchcraft has no law of harming none, but does believe in a responsibility and honor. So hexes and curses can be used in self-defense or for other types of protection, but like you're not supposed to like just lash out at somebody and mm. throw a spell on them. My but family, you- the true story, uh, believes that... We have various curses placed on us. Not my immediate family, my extended family. Continue. But what I like the most about the witch stuff is that um, there is a place for you if you want to become a witch. Me personally? For anybody out there. Oh, okay. All right. Like if you're a homebody, I think a kitchen witch would be a really good one. Next up, (laughs) werewolf subculture. Oh, man. I... I wanted to buy the werewolf encyclopedia. I wanted to look into this. I love the word lycanthrope, lycanthropy, but I just, my mind can only hold so much information. So please do tell me all about this. There were cases, I think in like around 2010 maybe, but if my math is wrong, please don't blame me. It's just my memory. Where the internet was sort of like making fun of people who were inspired to wear prosthetic fangs, tails. Oh yeah, this is 
and contact lenses in order to get the look of a werewolf, and it was supposed to be inspired by Teen Wolf, the MTV reboot of Teen Wolf. Yeah, I would be happier if it was inspired by Underworld. That's lame. Yeah. And that is one way to be in the culture, but there is um, another group of people who run wilderness trails in the middle, like, in, in moonlight. What do you mean they run them? They, like, literally run them. <laughs> oh, I okay. I got yeah, like, like a running. <laughs> I like this. And they run uh, during, yeah, during the full moon. They pant, of course, but, like, we would all be panting. Um... And they howl when they take breaks. So this is kind of like an intentional werewolf. You go through the motions, but you don't actually kill anybody or physically change in any type of way. I like a person like that. (laughs) And the last type of werewolf that I found is related to another lifestyle that we love here at the show. There is a group of people who feel, they call themselves werewolves, who feel compelled during the full moon to put on werewolf costumes, a.k.a. fursuits. These people also behave like wild animals during full moons as well. They thrash and attack people. They terrorize strangers on the street. In 2017, an article from the Daily Telegraph reported a case of people doing this, but they had no suspects directly because of the outfits. Um, (laughs) I also found a Medium article by a user named Charles Harrington who served as a sort of, like, he tried to defend this culture claiming that his partner chains him up in a basement like while he's in his fursuit during the full moon. So he like subscribes to it, but he's also trying to be responsible about it. And, you know, as you might imagine, people weren't really very accepting. Of- yeah, that doesn't seem like an in-defense of it, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's not my story, so I will... Well, not that I need names anyway, but I will be vague, but uh, a friend of a friend's boyfriend literally believed he was a wolf inside. And I think he took his own life because it was unbearable to live his life with that feeling. And that is intense. There is a... uh, don't know how to phrase it politically correctly, but um, there is uh, also a a werewolf delusion that a person can suffer from mental illness uh, where they believe that they are a werewolf. Oh, um, that sounds... Yeah, about the same. But is that common? No, I'm sorry. Not common. But I mean, is that like, are there variety of cases of that? There's a hundred and, if I remember right, there was like 150 cases since like 1900. Wow. Um, and most of them were like resolved in some way, shape or form. But I think it was like 40 of them. They just could not convince these people that they were not turning into werewolves and causing a bunch of shit during a full moon very interesting okay um so furries are kind of a recent thing right marissa yeah as far as i know similarly the verb form of ghosting is recent as well urban dictionary defines it as when a person cuts off all communication with their friends or the person they're dating with zero warning or notice beforehand you'll mostly see them avoiding a friend's phone calls social media and avoiding them in public this is a uh, crappy thing to do. Mike Dominic, thank you for still being my friend despite the fact that I had a year-long <laughs> panic attack and ghosted you. And this is a crappy thing to do, but I feel like it has to be done sometimes. Um, not well, sometimes you just have anxiety and you yeah. don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I wrote not in relationships where you respect someone, but in cases where someone drives you crazy. And in Marissa's situation, I think she drove herself crazy, and so she had to isolate. <laughs> yeah, I had to isolate from everyone who I loved. I didn't pick up my phone from any of my friends, even though I wanted to, because I just couldn't fathom talking to anyone other than my family and Pete Phillips. Okay, continue. Sorry. So, per the ghost subculture... I found the easiest way to explain this using a Vice article that was called Am I a Ghost or an Introvert? So, <laughs> like like an introvert, ghosts, meaning part members of the ghost subculture, uh, tend to be quiet and keep to themselves, but unlike introverts, ghosts actually like to be in crowds, um, but they like to sort of just fade into them, so to speak, not a boat, not a pun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't like this part. So, but both ghosts and introverts like solitude and both also seem hard to get to know, you know, and they have like a close group of friends. How do they, they really know have, like, ghosts like solitude? No, these are people who identify themselves as ghosts. Oh, okay, because I would say a ghost probably doesn't like solitude. Um, introverts don't like to be the center of attention, but ghosts sometimes do need to be the center of attention. Ghosts may cause a scene, albeit quietly, and then sort of float away from it. Again, joke by me. Uh, <laughs> okay, because I was like, that's silly. <laughs> leaving some disarray in their wake, uh, ghosts also enjoy lingering in spaces where they are not entirely wanted anymore. Um, introverts, however, would be the first person to leave the party. Marissa I'm sorry, and I, you're still talking about the subculture. You're never talking about real ghosts, right? Right, yeah. Okay, I'm so confused. <laughs> Marissa and I both ghosted somebody at the same time. Wait, did we? Yeah. And he moved away. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that guy was a lot that, of work, not, though. If, if you're listening to this podcast, we're not talking about you. Yeah, that's very 100% true. And if if you are listening to this podcast and it's you that we're talking about, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. What, also, why would you bother with us anymore? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Psychologist Hans Isink. Sorry. Yeah, I'm that's definitely how you say it. Um, points to arousal levels as a source of identification, too. According to his arousal theory, 15% of people have a minimal set point, meaning that they naturally have low arousal, arousal levels. 15% of people also have a high set point, meaning they naturally tend to be more aroused, and 70% of the people lie somewhere in the middle of the continuum. Are we talking about sexually aroused? Uh, no, I think just, like, stimulated in general. Oh, okay. So, according to Eisneck's theory, introverts are those who have high levels of arousal, because introverts tend to experience chronically high arousal levels, they tend to seek activities and environments where they can escape from overstimulation. Oh my god, yeah. I just want to be able to leave at all moments of everything. <laughs> because of their naturally high arousal levels, they are more alert and take in more information from the environment. Escaping somewhere to have time alone and recharge gives them the opportunity to process and reflect on what they have learned. Ghosts do almost the same thing, but their arousal level is generally low. There are times when I wonder, based on this, if I have some ghostly habits myself. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, I did not know. I'm embarrassed because I feel like I'm the queen of creepy. I did not know that there was any sort of, like, actual ghost subculture. And I want to look in, I'm going to look into that after this episode. Well, <laughs> this, ghost, this article also mentions how it's hard for ghosts to network online because of the abundance of ghost-related hashtags... <laughs> and accounts related to the idea of traditional ghosts or ghost hunting. 
Well, yeah, I don't really think, unless they want to act like real ghosts, I don't really think they should call themselves ghosts, to be honest. Because they don't seem like they act like real ghosts. Okay, what would acting like a real ghost? Oh, uh, you should be like fucking like creeping Dead. on in people's houses. You should be haunting people. You should be. You should only dress in white. You should. You think they should physically be haunting people? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that if you want to be called a true vampire with a Y, you should be drinking blood. So therefore, if you want to be a ghost with an H. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the last one I have is um, on the mummy subculture. Mm. I thought we would finish with this because it's kind of cute. Oh, um, I can't it, wait. You might just say that it's a trend, but many people are starting to call themselves mummies. Not British mothers. <laughs> 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 but like the Egyptian legends. There sorry, is. sorry. That was a very loud obnoxious laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Match the joke. So there's this term called deep pressure stimulation, DPS, and that is like a firm but gentle squeezing, hugging, or holding that relaxes the nervous system. Okay. This pressure can be applied with hands, special massage tools, or products that you can wear or wrap around to provide pressure. With the rise of weighted blankets and compression clothing like leggings or compression vests, mummies are making a comeback. The feeling of escaping into a calm, quote, tomb that's again me of relaxation <laughs> is quite appealing if these sensations do bring you calm but modern mummies may also take it a step further with overnight preservation techniques in order to improve skin nail and hair health so then am i a mummy because i think my i think you might be <laughs> what according to according to stephanie carney a massage therapist at ra it's lowercase r capital a so, Ra? I don't know. Organic Spa oh, like in Burbank. Ra, the sun guy. Yes. Egypt, okay. <laughs> in Burbank, California. Um, Carney layers her, her massage table with a thermal blanket on the bottom. On top of that is plastic that is used to wrap the client. And then towels. We start uh, with a scrub. At her spa, it could be a mud scrub, pear, green apple, uh, or another option, depending on the day that you go in there and what they have around. Um, you are then taken to the shower and rinsed before the wrap products are applied. Carney smooths on the wrap products yeah. in a thin layer, wrapping okay. body parts as she goes. Okay. When you are entirely wrapped with your arms at your sides, the electric thermal blanket is pulled up. After that, after, you know, you go through that process, um, then you're cooled down afterwards. Even... Marissa, uh -huh. celebs like Sofia Vergara say that they sleep in wraps in order to keep their figures. What? I, for one, love the idea of sleeping as much as a mummy does. <laughs> but I don't think that I like the um, feeling of restriction that, like, compression, compression clothes or, um, or, like, a weighted blanket sort of brings to the uh, I don't remember if I mentioned in the last podcast that in quarantine I have started wearing corsets for hours of a day uh i don't think they're doing anything but i don't mind it but i don't think this is a subculture <laughs> so now marissa i'm gonna remind you that i talked about the mummy subculture uh-huh talked about the ghost subculture werewolf mm -hmm. uh witch and vampire uh-huh which ones of them are ones that i didn't make up <laughs> oh you made some of them up I like that. 
Okay, you didn't make up vampire and werewolf. Vampire and witch? Werewolf is a thing. I've heard about people having the fangs and shit. I, I, I thought that was real. I remember there being something on, like, the news or some shit or Vice or something. <laughs> you made that up? I made up, uh, yes, the... There was one article that listed werewolves as a subculture, but it was a really jaded and cynical article where some guy was making fun of Teen Wolf, people who like Teen Wolf. See, um, I didn't think it was linked to Teen Wolf, but I really do believe that I saw like some like... I made some... up the part about people running at night and furries. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I was going to say the mummy one was a huge fucking stretch. You know what, I guess... You know what? That's my bad. Witches, I knew you didn't make up, but I guess I saw it as less of a subculture, more as a religion, lifestyle. Okay. I don't know. Uh, no, I totally can see werewolves. There was a werewolf encyclopedia I wanted to buy. I totally can see that as a subculture. Uh, wow. Yeah, mummy, I was like, Pete, no. But that was, I'm impressed. This is a pretty good episode. <laughs> I, um... Had to pull Scarecrow off the... I, I was like, I don't think I can convince him That would have been absurd. <laughs> Pete, I, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't have believed anything. I wouldn't have necessarily <laughs> said it was valid the way I don't think the mummy one was valid. But uh, did Sophia Vergara really sleep in a Absolutely, rest? yes. Okay. She says that she sleeps in Saran Wrap, brand loyal. <laughs> oh. See, Pete, this has nothing to do with monsters and nothing to do with anything. I have a real question about life. <laughs> that is not appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Okay. It's weird because you actually have a girlfriend, but I just mean just like abstractly just don't think about her specifically. Just like you have someone you live your life with. You love them. You, you like their company. You think they're beautiful. No, this is weird because never mind. I don't feel like it's Let's weird when the person out. actually has a girlfriend. But, like, would you rather them... I feel like I know your answer, but... But I think about this myself. Whether... I should do this. Would you rather them just sleep normally and, like, age as time goes by and maybe not look as nice and, you know, just age like people normally age? Or would you rather them fucking, like, sleep in a turban wrapped in saran wrap with a lip mask, with a face mask... With all this shit, but, like, that they, like, maintain a youthful glow longer. Because I'm like, should I do all this weird shit where I look fucking disgusting <laughs> when I go to sleep? And I sleep next to my boyfriend and I look like a fucking monster. And he says goodbye to me every morning. And he's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I look nice in the day. Or should I just let life take its course and be be consistent throughout the day so it's not like, oh, she's nice in the day, but she looks like a monster at night. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? I'm a more natural kind of guy. I do not know, like, any routines mm -hmm. that my current girlfriend goes through. I don't think... Like, like uh, you know, like moisturizing a face, like, simple stuff like that. Not anything, like, where you're applying... Um, the extent of the things that you're talking about like that stuff sounds like a lot and um just I think there's thing. a part of me there's a part of me that that kind of gets to like um yeah i would probably sit down with you and be like why is this image so important to you <laughs> <laughs> okay and if you go if if in that conversation you go because i want to look good for you yeah i'd be like you already do 
Don't worry about it. Oh, Pete's a nice guy. And then if you're like, no, but I want to look good for you, I'll be like, it doesn't sound like it's about me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering. And then I would encourage you to look in yourself uh, to find an answer to that question and also bring it up at therapy. (laughs) I wear a turban when I'm in my house alone and a horrendous lip mask. And sometimes I put silicon masks on my smile lines, but I don't do that when I go over my boyfriend's house. Uh, But I was just like, should I? So, yeah. And you know what? Why I bring that up? Because when I put that shit on, I look monstrous. Halloween! Um, of course, the silk scarf head wrap. Like, I couldn't figure out how to work that into the mummy thing. But that is, of course, like, tried and true. Trusted across the internet and the world. Um, oh, yeah. I have a yeah, silk so. turban. But that's not even just, like... Like, if you have ethnic hair, like... You, you you gotta do that so you don't have a struggle in the morning. And am, am I right, girls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun. Thank you. You you trolled me hard, bro. <laughs> I got to really was struggling coming up with something Halloween related, and it uh, I got to a point where I was like, "Come on, Pete." <laughs> and then I was like, "Let's just make some shit up." <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, Pete, I will say. No, not I will say. I will ask. Sorry, I've drank a lot of the soju by now. I will ask, has anyone sent in a spooky story? No, not at all. Motherfucker. <laughs> hey, guys. Wait, by the time this comes out, will there still be time or there will only be one day left? There will still be time. Because um, the only unfortunate thing is we have a bunch of wonderfully ten- uh, attentive and, and loyal listeners. But I know a lot of them don't aren't like I think we only have like two that I'm aware of that actually like listen to us when we release so listen to I, the episode when it drops yeah dudes uh plug plugs Marissa I saw this really cool movie on Netflix it was called Vampire versus mm. the Bronx <laughs> yeah tell me what what you liked about it First of all, when the kids are riding their bike, I'm like, oh my god, these kids are adorable. Aren't they so adorable? Like, I'm like, this. the movie seemed like, it was like current time, but they seem like, like they have the charm of 80s children. Yeah. And Marissa's comparisons to The Lost Boys, like, it's it's completely spot on. I could see a jaded person being like, this is just The Lost Boys, but in a city with black people. <laughs> but like, um, but, um... So, like, there are some similarities, but it definitely does feel more like a tribute and um, and a contemporarizing, not term, of that story. So, yeah, if you like The Lost Boys, I feel like this is kind of a shoe-in. But if you're a person who's like, I am a loyalist to The Lost Boys and there will never be anything like, then don't even watch it. Don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> the other thing I would say is that if, over the past few months, you have struggled with Marissa's explanation of what she finds you know, appealing about a Halloween movie, whether it be scary, gory, etc. Watch this movie, and then know that this really does it for her, and then you can make recommendations to her based on what you think she might like. But know that I am willing to see creepier stuff than this, because I will say from the trailers, I thought this movie was going to be scarier. It was less scary than I expected, but, like, there was, like, no gore in this. I'm happy with no gore. Yeah. Or I could do... I could. 
No, okay. See, that's the thing. When I say gore, it's so hard to explain because, like, let's see, I just saw The Conjuring 2. And someone gets, like, impaled in that. I don't know. Does someone consider that gore? Like, I don't want... I don't want to see someone's insides at any right. point, and I never, never want to see a decapitation. <laughs> Fucking ever. Also, I don't even know how bad it is, but I refuse to see Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Really? You think I would be okay with it? No. Oh, okay. I don't think you're missing anything either, to be fair. Just like my, we were watching TV over the weekend, and like my boyfriend knows I like scary movies, and he was like, "Oh, this looks scary," and I was like, "You need to change it. I can't see the kill. I can't." Like I was like, "Change it right now." Like if it's on never, TV, it's not that bad. That's exactly what he said. He's like, "It's yeah. on this channel. It's gonna be censored." I was like, "There's just something about that movie. I think because it was on when I was a kid, and I was so filled with fear that like I don't." But then my brother has explained some of the kills to me, and they sound gross. Doesn't somebody's like, yeah. skin come off? Probably. I don't. Yeah, know like they just the sound real gross. One, but... I am excited to see Michael Myers, though. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No. Um, my plug will be a continuation <laughs> of Pete's. Like I said, it has it has a, a beautiful '80s charm. If you like Bodega Boys podcast, Kid Miro is in it as a bodega owner. Also, as a plus, if you are Hispanic and just easily pleased by references to Hispanic culture, I fucking died, Pete, when they sprinkled garlic adobo Mm -hmm. on a vampire. (laughs) And adobo doesn't mean a lot to people who are not Hispanic, but oh my God, I was like, (laughs) fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like it was, I, I would say this too. For anybody listening, and this is why this is why I would encourage everybody who's listening to watch it, because I feel like it's also like a really good example of representation matters. Like it's a story, it's very much like The Lost Boys, but it's got like it does have a nice spin on it. And again, if you can imagine like a young minority kid watching this movie, being like, "Wow, that's something that I could see myself going through," or something like that, even if it's the stupid like. Uh, <laughs> TikTok story or whatever it was of them pretending that they're Blade or something like that. Oh, it's like, so cute! Like, like, um, like that's I think that's another thing to sort of like not lose sight of that, um, and that they could do that, and it was also fun to watch. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm too drunk to remember things, but absolutely, I'm 30 fucking four, and I felt like, oh my god, I feel like so close to this movie. Like, I after I watched this movie. Don't I, I don't feel like there's a straight line to explain why, but I was just like, I'm going to learn Spanish now. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt so... Like, I was like, this movie speaks to me on such a deep level. It was just so beautiful. I loved it so much. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my plug. Um, guys, thank you for listening. And yes. thank you for I, Alex. <laughs> thank you I for guess, Alex. I, guess... I better say thank you, Alex. <laughs> thank you god thank you, for alex, alex. Uh, <laughs> as we um try to brainstorm what we're doing for the halloween episode uh we once again turn to you listeners to help us out and if you don't help us out then, then you have to you. suffer through whatever it is that we put together yeah <laughs> which might just be um marissa and i have teased about uh, sort of making with with I believe her brother um, making our own haunted house 
noise uh, soundtrack, and we might just we might just do that and put that up. Uh, Mike Dominic, if you're listening to this episode, do you remember when the anime club in college decided to partake in the whole like make your own haunted house room? Uh, me and my brother, we tried, we did the best we could, Pete. So like every club in college was supposed to like make their own like part of a haunted house, but like. There just weren't enough people. <laughs> and we had to pretend we were in an insane asylum, which is, you know, it could be problematic. Uh, <laughs> there was not enough people. <laughs> and just please just take a moment and try to imagine a bunch of people trying to be people in an insane asylum, but not enough people or props are involved. <laughs> yeah. It was dark. <laughs> Anyway, oh, congrats on your new house, Mike Dominic. Woo! Woo! Uh, Pete, he needs paint swatch inspiration, so if you have any paint ideas. Me too, my man. Me too. Not the movement. Anyway. 